Welcome to another episode of Success Secrets Exposed, where we have intimate conversations with today's thought leaders, change makers and disruptors, where we bring you tools and strategies and insightful perspectives on business growth, revealing both the humanness of success and challenge. For those that are new to the show, I'm Sally A. Curtis of Content Repurposing Wiz. We work with brilliant individuals to help them leverage their content to engage their audience through the power of emotive visuals. We're best known for turning our books into two years worth of content and social media posts for our clients. We have a done for you service where we amplify your impact because you stand out, because you connect deeply and because your message is heard and you reach more people. And today we're going to be talking about what it takes to be successful. Now our guest today is Erin Marcus who has over 20 years of coaching experience under her belt from both a corporate career, from being a franchise owner as well as a business consultant. And she likes to say that she meets at the intersection of helping people be who they are, but also do what they need to do in order to build a business and a lifestyle that they're proud of. So without any further ado, are you ready yet? Please I help am me. So ready. <laughs> yeah, please welcome to the show, Erin Marcus. Welcome. Thank you, thank you, thank you. I'm so excited. This is awesome. We've had such great conversations. Now we just get to share it with everybody else. Absolutely. And uh, from an insight perspective, I know when we uh, spoke the first time and we've only just had five seconds talking to each other and I've already written three notes down already. So I'm super excited. Get ready. Get ready. <laughs> so can I ask you to share a little bit of um, a little bit of your background and what brought you to where you are now with the insights that you have? Oh, dear. Um, all yeah. right. <laughs> Tough one to start with. <laughs> So it's so interesting that I've been on my personal development journey and then you start to look back and you realize that things happen for a reason. They make zero sense at the time. But I, I'll just give some examples of my background and why I think it lends itself to what I do now. So grew up in Chicago, public schools in the 70s and 80s. My mom was a hairdresser and then an apartment manager. And my dad was a cop. And public schools in the 70s and 80s, however... I went to school with people from 22 different countries. So nobody spoke English and nobody had any money. And we were kids. So we also had no judgments. And you just learn how to talk to everybody. You figure it out. Like, I always laugh. My brother's bar mitzvah album looked like baby United Nations. Like we just (laughs) participated as children. We participated in everybody's world. So you learn that people are just people, but you learn and appreciate the differences. And I think that set the stage for a lot because I was comfortable. It allowed me to be comfortable in a very wide variety of situations. It allowed me to be comfortable immersed in an atmosphere where I didn't know what was going on around me. Because every time I was with my friends, I never knew what their family was were talking about. Yes. Right? Yeah. And, and yeah. I didn't realize that that's unnerving to people because I've never not had it. Yeah. That's that. I love the, uh, the the how you've highlighted being comfortable because one of my favorite things is being curious. 
but there's a difference between curiosity and being comfortable in the in potentially the the uncomfortable yeah and and the curious is so true and i'm very excited for my brother's family because he now lives right kind of on the south side of chicago and his kids are growing up the same way where regardless of the culture the religion the whatever you however you want to describe it when kids want to play with each other they just go do all the other things with each other yeah right so i've been immersed in other cultures, in other ways of thinking, in other ways of communicating. And you just learn how to navigate that. And I think what it did for me in conjunction with my own strength finders and the way my brain thinks mm-hmm. is my, I'm just intrigued by people. Yes. The honest curiosity. Why do people do what they do? Not from a judge, not like, why the hell did you do that? Not that version of it. Yeah. But the, why do people do what they do? And when you can approach with honest curiosity about why people can do, why are they doing what they do? And then you meet them where they are. It makes so many things possible and just fun. So like Mm. that was great. And that was the beginning of it. And then later when I went to college and I decided, well, maybe I should get in that. Maybe there needs to be an education somewhere in here as opposed to high school where it just didn't bother with it. I have a degree in journalism, Mm. which taught me how to ask questions and how to listen for answers and non-answers. (laughs) Yes. And again, with the curiosity about the people. Yeah. And the communication background. And then later in life, business, business, business. I don't know where that came from. Like the overdrive of success and achievement. Couldn't tell you how, why that showed up. Don't know. I'm thinking it was something to do with like, I knew I had to only depend on me. And if I wanted, my parents are great, but they weren't going to be able to afford a lifestyle for me. Right. Yeah. So there was a self reliability that had to happen. Mm -hmm. Um, And I just think when you mix all those things together is what I draw now to connect to people where they are. Period. Yeah. Can I also ask you, because uh, that adds beautifully into the conversation that we had a little little minute ago around the failing forward fast and the power lift, uh, the power lifting. So it, I can understand where everything's brought you to where you are now and why you're able to really help people with that, what I'm going to call that transformation piece of being, you know, becoming more and achieving what they actually set out because they've removed or un- understand what's holding them back. But so many people get bent up on, oh, I can't do that because I might fail, whereas I've always loved the principle of failing forward faster um, because I know, for me, I learn through doing. So We all do. We're humans. That is how we learn. (laughs) It is how that works. (laughs) Yeah, good, cool. So talk to to us and share us the insight around the powerlifting. So first I will tell you that my boyfriend is highly supportive of me. He is curious, however – when are we going to learn to fail cheaper? (laughs) If we could just learn to fail cheaper, he would be a little bit more in favor of it. It's all about failing faster and failing forward, but when do we get to fail cheaper? But one of the things I know that helps me, and and I'm weird, like I'll tell you, I'm a little bit off. I'm five feet tall. I'm bigger now because I'm older now, but I was like a hundred pounds soaking wet for most of my life. And here I was in the eighties in powerlifting competitions. Girls were not in the gym yet. But that was my world. And the thing that came out of that that helps me now is when you are lifting weights as a sport, 
not just in support of something else, but as the goal, mm. failure's the goal. Mm. Like if you don't hit failure, you didn't try hard enough. Yeah. And when it, it it's so failure's not bad, failure's the objective. Yeah. You, Such a you, different insight, isn't it? When you can feel the difference of that when you explain it's it. Completely different. And I yeah. remember being in the gym with different people and different personality traits and um, different dating over the years. And yeah. I had one boyfriend who was very, he was a statistician. He was very, you know, ducks in a row. And yeah. he would ask me before we would start doing any particular exercise, how many of these are we going to do? And I'd say, <laughs> I don't know. Yes. I don't know the answer. Right. I don't know the answer to how many times am I going to have to try this before it works? I don't know that answer. Mm. I never know that answer. Mm. I can tell you it ain't one. I'll tell you that, right? It's not one. We're not going to do one. Yeah. Right. Like the objective, I won't even use the word goal because I don't like the word goal. I, I mm. hate the word goal and I, I'm trying to get it out of my nomenclature, but it is a habit, but I hate the word goal because it inherently applies something hard to achieve. Mm. When you set mm. goals, you're telling yourself, look, again, going back to the powerlifting, we would talk about a PR, a personal record. What's your goal? Yeah. What's your PR? So there's this inherent definition to a goal that it's something that's going to be really hard to achieve and it's going to be a one-off if I get it. Yeah. Very true. Right. So I don't, I, I use the word initiatives. It's funny in my journal, when I write what I'm working on, I used to have goals and I'd write them down. Now it's like crap I'm doing things I'm making happen, you know, whatever. <laughs> yes. More of this, please. Like whatever strikes yeah. me that day. Yeah. But if you can combine the idea that the objective, not the goal, but the objective is failure. And you have no idea how many times you're going to have to try until you hit it. Mm. It takes so much pressure off because yeah. now so, we're just doing the work. Yeah. Now we're just doing the work. Yeah. Creates possibilities, doesn't it? And the continuation of possibilities. Yeah. yeah. And I'll also tell you on some days, failure was three. And the next week, you eat better, you do something more, you know, your ducks are more aligned. And, and failure was 12. Mm. We don't know. And that's okay. So don't get hung up on it. Yeah. It Except that you don't know, which means it doesn't matter. It just doesn't matter. Mm -hmm. Now, you've got to have some data in there, right? You don't want to. Yeah. I'll tell you here. I'll tell you another story. This is, this is my exact approach and this is where it comes from. So my father, who is now 80, has been a competitive power lifter since I was born. And that's where this comes it from. It comes from, I was just going to ask you that. Yeah. <laughs> and so my daddy-daughter experiences were traveling around the world in powerlifting competitions. We would do bench press competitions together. And the way that it works is you submit your lift, like you submit how much you're going to try to lift. Mm -hmm. And then if you get it or you don't get it, you submit the number for your next lift. Yeah. And so here was my dad, we were at a competition and here was my dad. And I think, I forget how much he lifted, but we'll just say it was like 350 pounds yeah. and he missed it. And so normally, normally you would submit that you were going to do that again mm -hmm. because you didn't get it. Cause so you're going to try it again. Mm -hmm. My dad walks up to the table and puts in a bid for, he's going to go for 375 
which is 25 pounds more than what he missed. Yeah. And the guy at the table said, but you, why did you do this? And my dad looked at him right in the eye. He goes, well, I already know I can't do 350. I already know I can't do that. Yeah. I don't know that I can't do 375. Yeah. Wow. Very it's powerful. And, and I'll attach it to this because this is me and my adrenaline junkie personality. No, I need. <laughs> if you want to get me to do something, all you have to say is, I bet you can't, you know, fill in the blank, yeah. right? So with that in mind, if my objectives aren't ridiculously high, I'm not interested in them. Yeah. So yeah. if you're going to tell me, I remember, my, you know, this came out in a coaching relationship that I had where my coach was like, we were, I don't know, we were talking about making $100,000 in the year. And she said, well, what if you, and I'm like, oh, okay, you know, and she's like, well, what if you made it in the next 30 days? Okay. Now you have my attention. Yeah. <laughs> now you have my attention. Yeah. Yeah. And isn't that, and that, that level of attention and curiosity isn't that in actual fact how, how humans like to work? You know, it, are we not tapping into some un, unsung magic in that, you know, if we just get to that next benchmark uh, objective and we just tweak it very slightly, we just bring in all of this extra oomph um, that um, enables Yeah, and, and I warn people ahead of time, you don't have to do it my way. You don't have, you know, the fact that my hair is all one color right now is very normal. It's winter, so I have a sweater on. You can't see all the tattoos. Like, you don't have to be crazy loud on stage, purple hair version of this. The universe's objective is more life. Yeah. Period, hard stop. It could be quiet. It could be loud. Mm -hmm. It could be chaotic. It could be smooth sailing. Mm -hmm. But underlying it all, the objective is more life. All you have to do is watch what happens in an empty field that stops getting mowed, in a building that is abandoned, even in the city. Nature will take it right back. Right? Yeah. right? The law, universal law, nature, you know, we're all in this environment is more life. It's not stagnation. It's more life. It could be teeny. It could be huge. It could be whatever version works for you. My version works for me. Mm. It is universal. Yeah. And continuous. Yeah. 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 Brilliant. So with the work that you do and, and helping people break through what sound like, and if I look at my own experience, self-imposed barriers at the time, what are some of the common things that you find in the work that you do? that really are holding them back that we can highlight to for people today? So I talk about working at the, and I'll give you a tactical one and then a mindset one, because I yeah. work at the intersection where what you need to do meets who you need to be to yeah. do it, right? Yeah. So it's a lot of business strategy. It's a lot of messaging. It's a lot of marketing, but then it's also that success mindset. Mm -hmm. So one of the things that hold people back is they just don't know. They just yeah. don't know. Yes. And isn't that so simple but so complex at the same time, which is why we need right, to I, collaborate. Yeah. Right. My my current favorite story right now, because this just happened, is I have a client who he's amazing. He's just like such a 
awesome human, right? And he is in the employee engagement space. He's a coach and trainer for employee engagement and leadership in blue collar manufacturing type environment. It's fantastic at what he does. And he was walking around to his prospects with a list of 15, 20 some odd workshops that they could pick from. And he was charging a certain amount for it. Okay, fine. And then we finally got together as a private client. We sat down and looked at what he was doing and how he was doing it. And we didn't change anything about what he did. He's fantastic at what he did. Mm-hmm. But he doesn't know marketing. That's not his world. Yeah. And so all we did was look at what he already had. We created a package out of it. Yeah. Instead of a menu, we created a... <laughs> yes. I'm in as a thought leader, not a vendor. We created a package. We created a marketing message around it that was outcome-based from the perspective of his prospect yeah, as opposed to what he already knew and thought. Mm. And in the course of a day, went from $2,500 per sale situation to a $25,000 offer that three people jumped on. Done. Yeah. Yeah. Just not because... He didn't change anything about what he did. You, It's not everybody's zone of genius to know how to do that. I will tell you, there's so many things I don't know how to do. Yeah. I like seriously, like crazy numbers of things I don't. That's what I know how to do. Yeah. So it's not about knowing all the things. People don't do it the way, people don't do it the way that would optimize it for them because they just don't know. Yeah. Yeah. And isn't it isn't isn't it curious how we uh, we get, we go through a process that feels right, sounds right to us, um, but in actual in reality, because we're in it so much, and I use the phrase, you know, we don't we can't read our own label when we sit inside our own jar. Is that he would have been going through the process, and I love that the analogy of you know a thought leader versus a vendor, because yeah, with a shopping list, it's sort of you, you're overloading, um, and I used to love you know fire hosing people with information let's just give you the fire hose versus um and yep you laugh at that we've all done oh, it yeah. we? we've all you, done it yeah we've <laughs> all done it strip it back to the to the the essence of being um you know easy to buy but then when you say that to somebody it's sort of like but how do i be easy to buy uh, and that's that's they're the things that make a huge difference in business, but they're the critical things that we don't know if we don't know right. them, which is why we need an expert to come along and go, I'm not going to turn you into a cardboard cutout of the, you know, the guru at the front of the room. I love who you are and how you do it, but let's just make the tools a bit more simple. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And so we don't know. And then on the flip side, though, I like to let people off the hook, which I mean, it doesn't give you an excuse for not doing the work. Don't get me wrong. But you can stop beating yourself up because on the success mindset, especially when you get into entrepreneur situation, thought leader, author, coach, Mm -hmm. like you're putting yourself out there. Mm -hmm. You are up against neuroscience. Like you just are. So let yourself off the hook again, not from doing the work got to do the work but stop beating yourself up for the fear that you have it's normal that's how your brain works the mm. stories that you tell yourself that keep you back it's normal that's how your brain works mm. there's nothing wrong with you you're doing exactly your brain is working the exact way it's supposed to work it is keeping you alive mm. 
Your brain's job is to keep you alive. It's not to make you rich. It's not to make you skinny. It's not to make you happy. It's to keep <laughs> you alive, right? So yeah. because that's what it does. Yeah. It's everything. It's got a little bit of a bias. It's everything's a threat. Mm-hmm. And there's no you know, there's no gray. It's either, yeah. oh, cool, we've done this before. Or, oh, my God, we're all going to die. <laughs> yes. Right? Yes. So if that's what your brain is telling you, yeah. oh, my God, like, you and I in our roles are telling our clients, you know, get out on social media, go live on video, post this, yeah. make outbound calls. And the poor person on the receiving end of that is going, oh, my God, we're all going to die. Right? <laughs> <laughs> I get it. That's how but that's how it works. So yeah. it's about understanding that fact. Right. Mm-hmm. Again, let yourself off the hook. Stop making yourself wrong. Understand that that's what's yeah. going on. And now. What do we have to do to break it down into the pieces needed to allow you to move forward? Yeah. Which make it easy. Exactly. And the thing that does not make that easy is when you buy into a Facebook ad that says, just do this one thing and you'll make millions. (laughs) Because what happens is it wasn't authentic to you. Yeah. And then you just feel like a failure for not letting not allowing someone else's processes to work for you yeah that didn't feel right in the first place and gave you a hinky feeling and made you feel stressed yeah right and so it's it's really meet people where they are connect as a human first understand what we're up against have the honest curiosity and servant leadership you know come Mm. from a place of service first yeah yeah and go from there yeah. And make it sound so easy, right? It's just, 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 just do that. Yeah, just <laughs> do that. Yeah. Yeah. What could possibly go wrong? <laughs> yeah. But, but isn't that the truth? Don't as humans, and I, I, I believe as humans, we have this fabulous gift of overcomplicating everything oh, yeah. for ourselves. We can make oh, it yeah. really easy for somebody else, but for ourselves, we make it really complex. And I think that's a, a is a human trait because if I ask you know if I ask a client a client to help another client if we're if we're in a group situation oh what would you do they'll they'll go oh you just do blah blah and blah but if I ask them that they go oh it's blah it's blah it's blah it's blah it's blah and then we'll sprinkle some more over the top and it's over complicated well and I really think that over complication is the manifestation of the fear yeah. Okay, it's cool. the manifestation yeah. of the fear. It's no different than distraction. Mm. I could either post on social media or suddenly all of the Tupperware lids have to match all of the Tupperware bodies because, right? Like suddenly that becomes the priority Ours for is. life, yeah. right? It's so that's one way it manifests. One way it manifests is confusion. Mm. I don't know what to do because what is, what happens when you don't know what to do? Nothing. Zero things happen when you don't know what to do, right? So complication Overcomplication is just a different manifestation of the same core problem. Yeah. It's mostly to avoid talking to other human beings. Do you know what? I'm so glad you said that because that's one of the Sally rants is just go and speak to people. Everyone goes talk to people. Oh my God. I have so many clients. Like they want to be a speaker and they want to get on podcasts and they want to do that. I'm like, great. I'm a fan of all that. They're like, well, I can't because I have to have a one sheet and I have to do this. And I have, I, I had 30 speaking gigs last year. I don't have a one sheet. I think yeah. we finally made one. Yeah. They're like, oh my God. I don't know. I just call. They're like, how did you get it? I'm, I, I talk to people. Talk to people. <laughs> <laughs> yes. This crazy idea. 
just yeah. called them, <laughs> message yeah. them. Hey, what do you think? Yeah, I've got one of my speaker buddies from uh, several uh, from several years ago that's run a multi multi million dollar business and has done for many many years. He's never ha- never had a website. He's lucky if he's on social media, but all everybody knows who he is and all the rest of it. And he's got a great network because he gets on the phone and talks to people. Right. End yeah. of story. And or his team does. Um, and he's never had had to had to have all of those things so I love when somebody just comes up and takes success by the horns and just does the activity because they've gone through whatever they've needed to go through from a mindset perspective and know what they need to do uh, to achieve their level of success that they look for so and as I'm listening to you, all I'm thinking about is, oh, my God, can you imagine the profit margin on his business? Because <laughs> he doesn't have all of the expenses, right, of their subscriptions and all of the things. Yeah, but what he – and that's actually interesting because that's why he's pro- – you've just – that's just given me a huge uh, light bulb moment. His events, he used to spend probably that money that he would have spent on all those things on the experience of his events, which is why the word of mouth and, you know, his business grew because experientially the events were amazing. The food was amazing. It it was just like you you go to one and you want to go to the next one. He Um, spent his money on service on other people. Yeah. There's a little lesson. Well, there's a great little tip for everybody, isn't there? (laughs) Excellent. So let's have a talk now about what um, the three tips that you would generally uh, share with people to help give them forward movement. Obviously, we've just highlighted a number and I'd love you to talk about um, some of the work that you do and how you can help people so people can get in contact with you as well. So tips on how, why don't we frame it this way? Right, yeah. Love how you make it simple. (laughs) So I do something that I call the forward momentum method because it's step-by-step. One of my big soapboxes around the coaching industry, coaching and consulting is there's all these people out there with lists telling you what to do, but if they can't break it down to teach you how to do it, that's just parroting a great experience they had. I'm not saying they're coming off this in any malicious intent. So my big thing is, okay, how do we break it down so that you can do it? Yeah. So if we were to be like, okay, step by step, and I do this process for everything, and it starts with the dreaded coaching question that makes my clients want to stab me in the eye. (laughs) What do you want? Mm. What do you want? Mm. Nobody knows. Like, we don't spend time thinking about this because we go out into the world and we do random acts of marketing. We do random acts of business. We have no idea why. Like the entire world has to be reverse engineered in order to work. Yeah. What do you want? Yeah. Because you can't make decisions if you don't know no. that. <laughs> yes. Yes. Like the book, I don't know if it's the same by you, like Good to Great was a, it's a very yeah. big book here. You know, they, in my MBA, they case study and the whole thing about put the right people on the bus. Bus, yeah. Right people Here's on the bus a, in the right spot. Mm. But they won't get on the bus if we don't know where it's going. That's exactly <laughs> Yes, very true. So what do you want? Yeah. What do you want? So that's where we start. Like, what do we want? And then you have to break that down into the action steps. Mm. Break it down into the smallest, I call it actionable, maintainable. Oh, nice. Mm. Right? Everything you do has to be actionable and Mm. maintainable. 
if it's not, if it's too big, it's not actionable. You'll sit down and, you know, I need to post more on social media. That's not actionable. What does that even mean? Mm. And it's not maintainable because what's going to happen is you're going to have a block of time. You're going to sit down, you're going to do a bunch of work. And then tomorrow you have appointments, which means you'll do zero of it. Yes. So it's not maintainable. Yeah. Right. So it's, what do you want? Step one, step two, break down the way to get there into actionable and maintainable mm. parts. Now, step three is where it gets a little bit confusing or concerning because what happens when you go to do the work? Do you avoid doing the work? Mm. Do you just do the work? Like you have to start learning how to interpret your physical responses. And I divide it into a couple different categories. One of them I call dread. Dread is don't go down that alley, don't take that job, don't marry that man. You know all these things, and we do it anyway because you didn't listen to the dread. <laughs> dread in me is a sinking feeling. Yeah. It's a I'd rather poke myself in the eye with a stick than do that. Yeah. That's dread. Listen to that and don't go that way. And then there's another reaction that you'll have to the work, and I call it teenage eye rolling. <laughs> yes. Right? I don't have them, but I was one, and I was a bad one, right? So yeah. teenage eye rolling means you know it has to happen, but you hate it. Yeah. Outsource that. Yes. <laughs> That's yes. somebody else's work. You know it has to happen, but you shouldn't spend your energy on it because it's yeah. going to suck the life out of you. Out of you, yeah. Right? And so my third response, the one that I'm looking for, I call it buzzy roller coaster. Yeah. Buzzy roller coaster is personally in my chest. It's how I feel. I'm fine in line for the roller coaster. I'm fine on the roller coaster. My moment of abject terror is when they put you into the slots and you're next. Yeah. <laughs> I'm scared and excited at the same, same time. Same time, yeah. If I'm scared and excited at the same time, that's the direction I'm supposed to be going. Yeah, absolutely. Right, so step one, what do you want? Step two, break it down into actual maintainable pieces. Step three, interpret how you feel about those pieces so you know if A, you should be doing them, B, if you should be outsourcing them, or C, if it's the right path. Yeah. And then it's, it's get results. It's yeah. collect the data. What happened? People ask me, how do I learn how to make better decisions? You learn how to make better decisions by making, by decisions, making decisions and then figuring out how did that go? Yeah, <laughs> How's that yeah. working for you? Yeah. I so think, you, sorry, no, I keep going. I think you go through the mm. debrief. Mm. You go through the debrief on all of it. Mm. How did it work out? Mm. Well, I didn't listen to the dread. I married the guy and yeah. here we are, right? Like whatever yeah. it is. And then the process starts over. Yeah. Right. You take that data and you go back to the top and you go, what do you want? But mm -hmm. now you're going to do better because you're now making data driven decisions as well. And it's just a loop. And you're working to your own, you're understanding yourself and getting to understand what works for you and why it works, which is, which then forms and creates consistency, which uh, adds to leverage. 
that's yeah. something that I uh, that I love when we talk uh, when talking to to groups is everyone goes, but don't I need to do this and I have to do that and I must do this and I must do that and it's like, okay, um, business is you know relationships, it's business development and, and it's marketing, however you want to say that, but there is four things in each of those buckets that are going to uniquely work for you. It doesn't mean you have to do all 12. You just need to find that the four that work for you and pass over what doesn't, what you don't want to do as you've, as you articulated so beautifully. Well, and if in that taking action is where you figure out, I know I have buzzy roller coaster. Uh, that's my thing. Wait a minute. I don't actually know how to do that thing. Let me go find someone who does, who can teach me. Yeah, Exactly. Leverage Get again. the resources, yeah. right? The resources to follow that path. Yeah, and it's almost that um, the 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 step by step helps you form the strategy to continue of that continuous improvement of understanding yourself. It's, and I almost I I hear myself saying it's almost you're tricking yourself into success because you're creating the habit. So you've sort of almost got to play the trickery game initially. But I'm a big fan of the trickery game. Like, yeah, please, you buy the outfit that you only wear to the gym, so you'll go to the gym because you want to wear the outfit. <laughs> it's, I have zero. I said, this is my business, not my mother. I don't need closure. I just need it to work. Yeah. And if that means I have to put bumpers in my gutters so that I can play trick, I don't care. Whatever tool that works for you is perfectly fine as long as it works. As long as, exactly, as long as it works. Yep, beautifully, beautiful. Um, one of the things that we did talk about also at the beginning of the show was one of your um, free resources that you have for the audience. And I'm just going to pop that up on the ticker so people can see that as, uh, as well. Can you explain what that is and how that might be able to help people and that they can download it? So, absolutely. So one of the things that's been making me nuts is this whole multiple streams of income. Yeah. I get it. I get it. If you're saying I have multiple streams of income, you need multiple streams of income. You need, okay, fine. If you're talking about your rental property, your business and your investment portfolio, go for it. What I'm watching happen over and over and over again in the entrepreneurial space is they, people think they need four different businesses. Yeah. And if you yeah. haven't mastered growing one, I promise you four is not easier. <laughs> it's Four is not easy. You're confusing the marketplace. Nobody knows what you do for a living. And so they smile and grin at you yeah. and they nod and they walk away slowly. Yeah. Now, that being said, I do believe in not putting all your eggs in one basket. Mm. Right. So if you have a business, first of all, you have the best asset you could have because you have complete control over it. Mm -hmm. So what I did was I created a, and it's a workbook because it has the teaching points and then questions that you can go through and answer. What about building multiple streams of income within your business? Within your business. Yeah. Right. So we still have the focus. And I'll tell you, this is not for like, if you're under 50, 75 K build your first six feet. Like don't make yourself crazy. Don't go out and do all five. Pick one. Yeah. <laughs> Start with number Keep five. Keep it simple again. Yeah. Keep it simple. Start with number five. Any business can do number five. That's finding the money that you're, it's hidden in your business. But it's the idea of start by building multiple streams of income within your business. Yeah. So again, I come from marketing. 
business strategy and marketing. So as soon as I hear, well, I do this, this, and the other thing, I'm going market confusion, you know, danger. Will Robinson does not work. Do not recommend. Yeah. So that's what that is. I've created a workbook about creating multiple streams of income within a business that satisfies the don't put all your eggs in one basket, but at the same time doesn't create confusion and overwhelm that might just derail the whole thing. Yeah. And, and isn't that so easy when you take, when you do diversify and look at other things, you get, end up in that bright, shiny objects and you, oh, yeah. your focus is split and you, if you chase two rabbits, you're not going to feed yourself and all those sorts of things that we've heard Absolutely. before. So I love the fact that the multiple income streams are from uh, within the one business. So um, for those that are watching the show, you can actually see that going across the ticker. For those that are going to watch this uh, replay later, that'll be up on all of the social media um, platforms as well. One of the other things I'd love to ask you is what's your favorite one-liner? All right. I'm going to age myself here a little bit. Not that much. It's from the matrix. It's from the matrix. And the line is, there is no spoon. There is no spoon. Yes. So in the matrix, if you know the story, it's a make-believe world that's being fed into their brain. And the people who understand that there's a kid at some point in the movie and he's holding a spoon and he's bending it with his mind because he knows it's not real. Yeah. And later in the movie, you've got Neo and he's on an elevator. It's very dramatic. And Trinity, he's got her like it's kind of like right out of Star Wars or he's yeah. got her around the arm. And he's going to cut the wire on the elevator to let the elevator drop and drops. save himself. Right. But he's scared. And so the thing that he says right before he does that is there is no spoon. Like it's all made up. And for me, my tagline in my business is be in charge, take action, get results. And Mm -hmm. the be in charge thing means there is no spoon. I get to decide. I get to create what I want. Mm -hmm. Don't live on leftovers. If you don't make the decisions for you, if you don't create what you want, you're literally giving someone else's. Someone else's. There's no, you get to do whatever you want. Mm And enjoy every moment of it. Yeah. If you choose, absolutely. And and isn't that a choice? Um, I'm going to, there's a phrase that keeps coming up to mind. I've been umming and ahhing whether whether it's appropriate to say it. So I'm just going to say it. It's it's me. It's always appropriate. (laughs) And one of my friends refers to that roller coaster uh, essence that you talked about as shit decided. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Which I just, um, Absolutely. That kept, that kept coming up in my Absolutely. In my you know, I have to use that. That's yeah, fantastic. Yeah, that's we need perfect. more of those shit-tighted moments right. because that's what propels us forward, that fear and that excitement. And I think that's been the highlight for me is recognising and being able to acknowledge the difference between the dread and when that bubbles up and how we can tap into that and use that uh, for good in our business and yeah. for the leverage and, and I always see what they seek. And when I feel it, my response now is always, all right, here we go. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you go. can play along with it. Yes. Yeah, exactly. And what's one of your uh, tips or the favorite thing that you also like to do as it relates to engaging with your audience? I'm going to, I thought about this and I, I kind of flip it a little bit mm. because I don't think it matters. Here's, I, I think it all works. The thing that people miss that makes all the difference in the world is what I call doing the work before you go to work. 
Mm-hmm. Who are you talking to? Mm-hmm. <laughs> who, like, who is your, they call it an avatar, you can call it whatever you want, mm-hmm. ideal client. If you don't know who you're talking to, it waters down everything. Every every message, yeah. So it's kind of like 80s ab machines. They all work. You got you just do it consistently. It works. Some works better than other. There's no more magic bullet. We're past the golden age of build it and they will come online. They yes. will, I promise you, I promise you without fail, as soon as you figure it out, they will change the algorithm. So it doesn't totally matter. To me, those are insta tactics. Yeah. Who are you talking to? Yeah. If you figure that out, the rest comes. It does. It does. Yeah. Who are you talking to? How do they receive information? Mm. Not how do you want to put it out there. How do they want to receive it? Yeah. Which ties beautifully back into the gentleman you talked about who turned his business around with your help because he went from being a, a um, he went, he became the thought leader that he was in a, in a demonstrative form versus the vendor that he was being. So he was actually became, which is exactly what you do, more of himself and found the, the, right. the processes. I didn't change anything about what he delivered. He He's fantastic at what he does. Yeah. It's just, can you package it in a way that puts the other person's priority front and center? Yeah. Whether it's their pain point, what they want, their priority. Yeah, in their everyday language, in in a way that they need to to, to see it, read it, feel it, whatever, um, that resonates with them. And then they can have that, they can have one of those roller coaster moments going. They can get us a roller coaster. They can go, all right, here we go. (laughs) Yeah. And isn't that exactly the the essence and the experience that his clients had in the moment of him delivering that? Absolutely. Um, because of him able being able to achieve those three large sales in a row. I, it's the reason I love marketing so much. To yeah. me, out of the whole thing, out of the whole whatever category for client fulfillment, all the different things, marketing is the aha moment. Marketing is when you give somebody the opportunity to see something's possible that they didn't think was possible, to have a different thought that they didn't have before. Marketing properly is when you create those situations for people. Yeah. We refer to that as the resonance of of a client being able to envision themselves because of the visual that you've um, displayed that they go, wow, that's me or that's the transformation I seek. Can you imagine getting to do that for people? Yeah. It's exciting. I'm getting goosebumps thinking about it. (laughs) Yeah. Um, As we come to the close of the show, um, and I knew we'd get to the end really, really quickly once we got on our roller coaster ride. On our roller, our own personal roller coaster with each other. Is there any closing, anything closing wise that we haven't covered that you'd like to cover in this last little bit? I would tell you that whatever it is that you think you want, go for more. Go for more. Because when I ask people what they want, they think about it, they get a hit, and then they lower it, it. and that's what they say to me. Yeah. Don't lower it. Don't Don't lower it. Go with what resonates first. Don't lower it. 
Thank you, Erin. Incredibly insightful. It's been an absolute pleasure talking with you. Thank you very, very much. Um, just for the people that are listening and want to know what's happening in our next episode, our next episode is going to be on Tame the Dragons of Distraction and Reclaim Your Self-Worth. So a nice add-on to the very um, insightful conversation that we've had today. So if, again, thank you very, very much, Erin, for sharing so much with us. It's been a pleasure speaking to you. Thank you very much. And we'll look forward to sharing with you again on another episode of Success Secrets Exposed. See you for now. Bye. Thank you. Thank you.